Oh. are um, finally going to be able to talk about a real game coming up against the Green Bay Packers. Um, we had Justin Fields. It was an interesting game. We're going to get into it here in a moment. But Ficky, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great. You know, I'm happy that the first, the final preseason game is over and week one is literally around the corner. Because as much as, you know, I love talking football, it's kind of hard to analyze preseason because, you know, you're not, there's no game plan. There's no strategy. Half these players aren't even on the team. Sometimes you get ones versus ones. Sometimes you get ones versus two. It's like, it's not a good apples to apples comparison to walk away and be like, oh yeah, I know we're great at X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? And in essence, it's just an elevated scrimmage. And then also with the preseason, I think there's just like overreaction Monday, but every day with everything. And it's like, yo, we got to take it with a grain of salt with all of it. But I'm glad to be back talking about it because it's better than not talking about any live action, you know, so. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we're going to hop right into it. Justin Fields, he had, what, three drives, two um, kind of sputtered. They weren't great. I think they're three and outs. Yeah. What What are your, first of all, I guess we'll, we'll talk about, like I said, Justin Fields. What are your thoughts on, uh, it's a very limited, he didn't do much this preseason. There wasn't a lot of action. What are your thoughts on him? Are you, what, are you confident um, how are you feeling going into kind of week one in Green Bay? I mean, you never want to see three and outs for anything. So I'm not going to be back here being like, oh, my God, what a great, you know, what a great game. It really wasn't. But like also like I have uh, the starting O-line right here for you. Right. Braxton Jones, you know, starter Cody Whitehair left guard now that he's moved. You had Kramer who ended up getting injured. Uh, Jatari Carter and then Larry Borum. So not a full fledged, you know, you're starting one like Nate Davis is out. Obviously, we know Tevin Jenkins is out from injury and Darnell Wright was not playing. So, you know, it, again, that's the thing that I mentioned earlier with preseason. It's hard to really gauge because it's like this isn't the full fledged team that you're putting out there. So, you know, do I want to see more? <laughs> I mean, no pun intended, but do I want to see more like exciting plays and like first downs? Of course, but I'm just going to take it with a grain of salt. It wasn't, you know, he didn't turn the ball over, which is good. Also, you know, it was great and, and we can talk about it later, but, you know, he didn't get sacked. He got hit and that's, I think that's where he got pulled out. But, you know, no injuries, no turnovers, you know, and he had at least like one decent drive and we saw again the wonderful connection of D, uh, dj Moore. i mean justin fields to dj Moore. so like there it wasn't like all for none there's at least a little bit here and there where i'm like okay that can withhold me until we get to week one because i guarantee week one we're not coming out with three three and outs to start the drive you know what i mean and again think about this you know we're not there's no game plan there's no strategy right they, we don't go looking and this is for all the teams, right? They don't go looking and go, oh, what do the Bills run? What do the Bears run? It's just like, hey, we have these set plays that we're going to put out there that we want to see these players, see if they can execute in those plays. And if they don't, you know, it's just tape for uh, this weekend when they, you know, have to make like so many cuts. It's going to be what? About 30 plus players across the league. So 30 times 32, you got over a thousand cuts that are coming this week. So you know, that's why, again, it's kind of hard to analyze because a lot of these players like this, like you mentioned a couple podcasts ago, this might be their last time playing in the NFL. So it is what it is. You got to you don't get too high on the highs. You can't get too lows on the lows, you know. You're muted, Dave. You're muted. I'm going to keep on doing that, keep on muting myself. But the one thing that concerned me the most today about Justin was just those those couple deep balls that were just kind of seemed – they're supposed to go back shoulder. They ended up, mm -hmm. you know, 
you know, not hitting, you know, the target. It was kind of, it was just not great throws. And again, it's probably rust. Um, but at the same time, it's like, okay, he didn't get, he didn't play last week, you know, at all. And so you go in this, you get three, three reps or three drives. You didn't even finish the third one because he took a huge hit, huge yeah. hit, which I'm glad he's okay. I mean, he's so, he's so tough, obviously, but at the end of the day, it's like, would have liked to see him finish that drive, but I think the coaches were like, you know what, I've seen enough. Uh, we're not, we're not going to let him get hurt here. But yeah, you saw it, some mobility, but yeah. just the accuracy on, on that deep ball, um, you, you like to see it. And I think maybe, I hate to bring up Jordan Love, he had one today. It was a back shoulder. It was a beautiful ball. And it's like, that's what I want to see from Fields. And again, it is just preseason. Yeah. You know, last it, year he he lit it up. It, it meant nothing. That's my thing, so, Gabe. My, my thing is this. Like, if we hadn't seen him already do it, then I'd be concerned, right? Because I'd yeah. be like, okay, we still have not seen you execute these deep balls right but since we've had like a full season of like yo we know that's your strength that was your strength in college and yeah. the nfl's been your strength so far i'm not too concerned now do i want those to be a better ball absolutely but there's a lot of things that go into it you know what i mean i think that one's the dj maybe I, I, that's the first time i see him actually throw like that type of fade you know outside shoulder to dj like all preseason so maybe that's a yeah. route that they wanted to test out or like that's not something that's you know their go-to in the route tree so again there's a lot of variables into it that's why i'm not looking too much into it now if we get into the season and we start seeing that over and over again then it's like okay what's happened here because that used to be one of your strengths um but i'm not too concerned about that the good thing is that throughout this whole preseason and of course there hasn't been like tons of snaps we yeah. haven't seen like plays where you're like what are you doing you know what I mean? Like, okay, the ball maybe wasn't perfectly located. That's fine. You know what I mean? You're throwing it to your number one receiver, you know, kind of contested. It's fine. But there aren't those plays, which I remember with like Mitch and some of these others. Where I'm like, yo, what, what do you do? Like that makes, that play makes no sense. So that's good to see. We can't expect he's a third year for him to be perfect. He's not going to be, he's still growing, still learning. And that's fine. Um, but I, I, there was more positives yeah. from, from the beginning of this off season, to all the way to preseason that I'm not going to let little negatives, you know, here and there, like muddy up the water in essence. Right. Cause I think overall the, the, the view of Justin Fields along with like his new weapons, right. Has been positive compared, like the offense has looked more fluid compared to last year. And that's really all we can ask for. Cause we know we were a three and 14, three and 14 team last year. So hopefully it improves along the season, right. We get more chemistry and things like that. But for now I, I got to wait till like the games actually matter. Yeah, I'm again, make sure I'm not muted here, but I think you're right. I think you have to take everything, you know, with a grain of salt when it comes to preseason. You just it's always more fun when when your quarterback is is lighting it up per se. You know, oh, of course. You know, week one preseason, we get those two highlight plays. Life was good. He didn't, you know, play last week, so it was kind of nothing to react to. Just got to enjoy the rookies and and see some of these um, roster, you know, just see what was going to develop. And then today not great, but again, he did have some, you know, plays. He had a throw to DJ Moore. Was it perfect? Beautiful. No, but that connection, the fact that he is just the real, he's so electric, man. I, he, there's three or four bills around him. He just kind of spins yeah. out of it and then takes it another 25 yards. Like that Beautiful. right there alone is going to be, it's going to help this offense and Justin Fields just look a lot better. Um, yeah, so for and, me, and to go off I, that, oh, my bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, good. I was just going to say, give no. me your confidence of one to 10 for Justin Fields heading into week one. Kind of I feel like a, a, so I think it's important to say what my confidence was last year so we can see because if I just say like hey it's a you know it's a six yeah. you'd be like oh that's bad but if last year was a three you know what I mean that's not so I I would put him confidence level and feels at like a seven seven point five 
but beginning of last year, I literally would put it like at a three. You know what I mean? So like, I've there's a, a lot more confidence going into this year compared to last year. And uh, one thing that goes into it, and Dave, you'll be happy about this. You've always <laughs> talked about how Fields is probably going to be the leading rusher and get a thousand yards. After watching today's game, I'm like, yo, this dude. I don't. I didn't forget, but it's like, yeah, this man's going to take off all the time you know what i mean when he yeah. needs to because he can it's so easy for him to get 15 20 yards so i i think we're going to see a lot more of that which also helps him like in the confidence meter and then obviously another big thing which i which if you if you look at the connection that we want to see ideally with dj Moore and justin fields we literally had to look at the opposing team today big plays third downs whatever who is josh allen looking for he's looking for digs and digs is there he throws it to him Boom. You know what I mean? That's what we're hoping to get. And obviously they've been together for three seasons now, maybe three or four. So the chemistry is basically locked in. We're hoping we build that with DJ Moore. So I think that connection through the season and not just this year, but the following year is going to help push that confidence meter, maybe up to a nine by the end of the year, hopefully, you know, so there's, there's more, there's more, I'm more excited. There's more things to look for in the future. I should say that would push the confidence meter up then I'm expecting it for it to drop down. You see what I'm saying? He's at much a higher a higher starting level. So, yeah, no, I I think I think you're right. For me, I would probably I don't know exactly what to take away from preseason. And, and like you said, there's probably just not much you should. And so for me, I'm gonna go like five or six. Just stay pretty happy medium. Um, I'm excited. I'm I'm ready for week one. I think you are as well. Um, let's go ahead and go over um, a couple things here about. One, there was a lot of people who did not play in today's game. So some of the players, yeah, which is good. I mean, or some some are good, you know, veterans taking some some days off. But there's a lot of injuries, you know, that the Bears have been dealing with, especially up front. So we have Bears who did not play. Eddie Jackson, Brisker, again, that one worries me a little bit just because he's been out for a couple weeks now. So yeah. and there hasn't been too much that has been, you know, nothing. Flus has been pretty out. sealed. His his philosophy, even last year we saw, is like he doesn't really talk about the injuries unless it's so severe that he has to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so uh, you know, we can continue down the list. Yeah, and then Chase Claypool, which I mean, he was getting some some reps in before the game. He was almost. I thought he was going to play, perhaps, I, just from the reports. You know, people in the stadium seeing how how he looked. Ultimately, did not go, which is fine. Just need him week one because you want to have that trio of DJ Moore, oh, Darnell yeah. Mooney, and Chase Claypool ready to go for Justin, especially against the Packers. It's it's a big game. No, don't let anybody tell you different. So, Bayless Jones Jr. did not dress, which is surprising. Um, did did he play? No, he didn't play. Today, no, no, he didn't play. Which is, yeah, again, which Tyler Scott kind of benefited from that. We'll get to that later. Treston Ebner, Jalen Jones, Josh Blackwell, Dylan Cole, Darnell Wright which sucks right there. And then Lucas Patrick, Nate Davis, Tevin Jenkins, Demarcus Walker. So a lot of bears did not dress a lot of starters, the offensive line, which is worrisome. So that's the next topic here. We had a couple injuries already to it. I think there was a couple more tacked on. If I'm not mistaken, we had, uh, let's see here. What was his name? It's, it's, it's skipping me here. Doug Uh, Kramer. Kramer. Yeah. Yeah. He was in a cast. Doug Kramer was in a cast and, it it's not good. I mean, the center position is something that we wanted to kind of draft or, you know, bring in. Um, and yeah. the Bears ultimately never really did, which is they made a lot of additions. They, they upgraded a lot of parts of this team. But that center, which I like white hair, and if he's healthy, I think it's great. But at the, at the same time, there's this depth issue. And I think Poles has to make a move or two 
to kind of solidify this this line and get at, give some depth because there's going to be injuries when you have a guy like Tevin who is going to be back. It, he's still going to there's pro, a high likelihood yeah. that he's going to get injured again. So <laughs> yeah, confidence level again. What is your meter about this Bears offensive line? You know, ahead of week one. Uh, right now. So if we're looking at that, right, I think mm-hmm. I think um, Darnell Wright's going to be ready for week one. So I'm not concerned with him. Tevin, obviously, right. we know is out. It may be week two, week three, depending if it's the four or six count um, yeah. weeks-wise. Um, and then the center's a little ish- uh, it, uh, little iffy. So that's the one where I'm like, uh, that kind of weighs it down. So maybe like a six. But also, we do have, again, this is going to be a giant weekend, right? Bunch of cuts, and we have that first in line for the waiver wire. So yeah. You know, I'm, you know, if it's a six, a five, whatever, I'm expecting it'll probably get a little bit higher because I guarantee we're probably going to pick up one or two uh, offensive linemen off that. So, you know, we'll see. They probably won't start week one. So I guess my confidence level is really twofold, right? If the mm-hmm. hell, if the, the confidence in the line, just full starters, I'll give it like a seven. You know, I feel good about the full five, right, that we have in there. They're healthy. So it'd be, um, it'd be Jones, uh, then Jenkins. Yeah. White hair, uh, Davis and right. Like that one, I'd give a seven depth wise where there's like, you know, a couple of those guys out probably gonna have to drop it to like a five, four and a half, just because yeah. not only is it, we don't have that much depth, but then when we put the depth in, we they keep getting injured. So then we lose even more depth. So it's, it's an interesting spot. I hopefully, I think Ryan Pulse being an offensive lineman, he's definitely going to attack that here in this waiver wire. And luckily we have, I think, what two and a half weeks till week one so there is a good amount of time to get people in acclimated you know get to learn a little bit of the playbook and actually have them dress or you know the, on the 46 active roster for week one against the packers man what it honestly you? makes me yeah i mean yeah the depth is interesting it just kind of made me sad for a second when you said almost two and a half weeks i that's tough i mean i, I just want week yeah, one no now football. you know um <laughs> We have a question here from sam um having white hair move to guard to replace jenkins things more than we know man um yeah, absolutely. I mean, I it's part of the, just the revolving door when it comes to the offensive line. There's always going to be injuries. I I hate it, you know, especially with Justin Fields. It's such an important year. Um, but hopefully everyone's just ready to go week one, at least for the most part. We can have four out of the five starters because Jenkins likely not going to play week one. No, no. Just I don't from sports, so. you know, unless he has well, a speedy recovery, it's just not going to happen. What was he knocked out last week? So even at minimum four weeks, right? That would be exactly week. No, it'd be week two, I think. So I don't think he's going to make yeah. it for week. So, three. anyways, I think polls the 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 Bears they have the resources, which is awesome. They have draft capital. I wouldn't want to see him. I I don't want to see him really utilize that unless it's like a fourth, you know, something along those lines. But they have fifteen million dollars at least in cap space, and there's extensions that might come. Could you know? go up or down in regards to how much they have, but that you can go get, you know, another guard, another tackle, and maybe even a center. I don't know who's out there as far as the centers go, but you have to make a move just because Justin, he, you need it. You need it, especially to start the season. You don't want to go start off 0-3. Your quarterback's been sacked 20 times, you know, and right. just the confidence go, you know, right down the drain. But for me, well, I'm luckily, not very, you're going well, luckily, you know, he can run. So, so, you know, yeah. we don't want, like I said, I don't want him to be, you know, run first, but at least, you know, he could get out a lot of these sticky situations. He's still going to do that. He didn't lose his athleticism. You know, it's just, yeah. you know, the O line, I think is the heart that the most concerning, I think when it comes to injuries, because if we look at that, again, that list of how many people are out, 
Eddie Jackson starter, Brisker starter, Claypool starter, uh, Wright starter, Davis starter, Jenkins starter, Walker starter. I bet you all of them minus Jenkins play week one. So I'm not concerned with like getting all of them back. And I think there were some more that didn't play. I don't think Edmonds played today either. He wasn't injured, but he was out, I think, as well. So I think actually the whole front seven, starting front seven, got pulled after three plays. And you could obviously tell because my notes for the first half was like, bro, our front seven's getting no pressure. They're not stopping the inside run. Like they would run it and get like gash, eight yards, nine yards. So, but it all makes sense. So, you know, my expectation, especially the downside is that we have to wait three weeks for week one. The upside is that it gives people who are slightly injured, uh, uh, they'll get time to heal. And it looks like Jay said Edmonds did play. So he was probably, he probably yeah, started and got those three plays. But well, I yeah, mean, no, three plays is not really playing. Yeah, no, you know Edmonds, I mean? Edmonds, I remember him. There was a video from the Bears that they released before the game where Jalen Johnson was kind of dapping everybody up. And Edmonds kind of walked over and just towered over everyone. It was, it was pretty crazy how, how, how insanely big that guy is. And he did play, but I think, I think it was three reps. I think it was three plays and yeah, they got a lot of those guys seven. out of there. Because I was like, damn, I mean, Josh Allen's is really Josh Allen is very good. You know, that combination of him and Diggs is, you know, something we want, you know, DJ Moore and Justin Fields to perhaps even get close to. But you could see just the connection and how good they were. But once they took out those players at that for those first three plays, it was like they just marched right down the field. And maybe they were oh, yeah. they were going to do that either way just because they're that good. But at the end of the day, it, like I said, some depth at the whole line would be nice, you know. Especially yeah, yeah, yeah. O line definitely. Uh, Sam had a question here. Said, "Why so quick to pull the front seven preseason?" Like that's what I'm saying. There is so much that goes into each game where the coaches are saying, "This is what we're looking for," right? Maybe they looked yeah. at the front seven and they're like, "Yo, we have confidence in that." We or they're on the other side. They're thinking we need to see more from these players, so we want to get them way more reps this game like we saw with tyson tyson basically played Beijing. he played like most of the game you know what i mean so i think it that's this third game because they got to make the cuts this weekend they're like hey we need to get as as many reps on tape so we can you know make a confident sound decision on who does who deserves to be on this roster yeah yes, and this is Edmonds the photo is- i'm referring to i mean this is Edmonds right here and it's just on the left, and then you have Jalen Johnson right there, which he's leaning a little bit, but the, the, the dude is just – he's huge. And you got Jack Sanborn, who's a pretty big pretty big guy big, too. The biggest and, neck. The biggest yeah. neck in the NFL. He, he, beats, yeah. he beats Edmonds in the neck category. He's, he's, yeah. he's ginormous, it's, but yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. But at the end of the day, it is preseason. Uh, a couple more takeaways, which I have some notes. I, I think you do too. Oh, yeah, um, I want to kind of move over to – you know one thing that we talked about prior to the game was – who is going to be out there um, returning kicks? Again, I didn't know if Bayless was going to play. He did not. So you had Tyler Scott. I think he returned the entire – I think it was the entire game. I yeah, think yeah, he, he did. I think he returned every kick. Yeah, there's no rotating. He Well, every, every kick return. I don't know if he returned every punt, but he definitely t- returned every kick. Yeah. He started off returning the punts, which I thought I – have, I have some good notes on that too. So, first of all, what do you think of Tyler Scott today, both kickoffs, punt returns? Yeah, so I had him as one of my risers, but only from the return category because we really didn't see much on the offensive side. Uh, Obviously, Mm -hmm. his kick returns, none of them were bad, right? All his decisions were good. And then he had that really nice one, uh, the third quarter, I think that was, where he took it down to like the 45, I believe. So that's good to see. It's interesting, though, because um, 
before the game, there was uh, the beat. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, Moriano, Nicholas Moriano uh, was talking about he was not looking good as punt returner, like catching yeah. catching a punt. So said he was muffing them. He was having a hard time tracking the ball. Yeah, here's the run. Look at this. Beautiful. He cuts outside. Uh, I mean, it's tough. That's a good yeah. run, though. I'm not going to be mad about that. I know. That and and for, our, for our listener, you know, Apple, Spotify, what, what we're doing right now is we're playing the Tyler Scott punt or kickoff return that he almost housed, which was very, very close. But you can see the speed. It's real. Oh, he's right fat. here. Like you said, you, you, when he gets to that kicker, you, you just want to take – he had room on the sideline. You know, it would have been nice yeah. to be able to see him kind of take that out. Um, it could even – let me see. I want to – could he cut yeah. that to the outside? Yeah, the, I, I know the camera switches right at the end. Yeah. Well, so, right. Uh, yeah, that was a great read there. Great block there by 36. Let me, I'll play it just a little bit. Mom. Uh, right right here. You kind of see oh, yeah, he has some space there. Yeah, go um, for sure. For sure. And that's the only thing where I'm just like, oh, and he, again, I don't believe he has any experience returning kicks, punt returns, or anything like that. And the fact that he, you know, but when you have the speed and the, you know, the quickness that he does, you know, I think it's just, it makes sense. And when he came when it came to returning punts, he one of the biggest things that I enjoyed uh, watching today was there was a punt. It was a massive. It was a good kick from the Bills. And it you look at Tyler. He's you know looking back like he's going to catch it. He's basically trying to fake out the defense, which a oh lot yeah of the, people mm-hmm. do. And but again, it's important that you do that. And the there's a couple at least one Bills player that was going towards him, which he because he wasn't looking up and. You know, the ball ends up, you know, going way past him, hits like the fifth five yard line, bounces and, and hops out. And, and, you know, that it's so little, but it's like, does Valus do that? Let's be honest. Like, I don't know. Does he try to just receive yeah, it and that's... get hit? Does he fear catch it and you're in the five yard line, you know, instead of starting at the 25? It's, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's like if Valus just catches it, like they're both good, but I, I think Valus. Like Valus was, I think, led the league in kickoff return average yards last yeah. year. So, like, it's, I think it's still Valus's job back there, to be honest with you. Yeah. I need to see more from Tyler as a punt returner just because of the inexperience. I, but again, it's like, who, I still don't know who we put, who we put back there. I know we talked about this on the last pod yesterday. Nothing's really changed, but it's like, we got to figure something out for that punt returner back there because if I'm, you know, if we expect our defense to be good, there's going to be a lot of punts. And we cannot lose. And we saw last year what happened with the, you know, muff punts. It cost us like two, I think two or three games. And if not, even still, you know, football is a game of field position. So that punt return is huge. Actually, punt return, I think, is more is more important than kick return because of the new NFL rules, which kind of like eliminates kickoffs. So we really need to figure out by week one who is playing back there. I think that's literally the only position on our depth chart as a starter that like question marks, like not sure who's won the job. So. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and we're we're just gonna go through a couple more plays. I have highlight. This is just, I I tweeted them, um, just because I you know I thought they're important, and I kind of want to go back and touch on them. So, real quick, this is just from the um, beginning, first drive. Kyler Gordon, I mean Diggs and them, Diggs and Allen were just kind of balling out, doing what they do. But I mean, again, right here, Kyler Gordon was so so close. Oh, yeah. um, again, first drive, almost had a pick. Almost, or at least a, a pass breakup ended up being a completion um, because I mean it's just Josh Allen and and uh, Stephon Diggs. But another play here, third down. I think it was on third down too. Luckily though, it was right. big on that play. Not just that he missed, was that I think it was Colbert that made a, a basically touchdown saving tackle because yeah. he dove for it, and took that risk. Gordon did, and it was literally one on one with Diggs. 
excuse me, and Colbert. And if Colbert went and tackled him, it'd have been a touchdown. You saw how upset Diggs yeah. got after that play because he felt like, oh, I should have taken that to the crib. So it was actually a great play by both. Yeah, I agree. I'm, and then, uh, which I think Kyler Gordon's gonna be fine. He's one of my. I think he's gonna be so good this year. I'm, I'm very excited he's about also him. Guarding, and, he's also guarding Diggs. That's a hard task. Like, yeah, this isn't. And speaking of top three wide receivers, so good luck. And the Bills kind of have, de- you know, they have some depth. They have Gabriel Davis here. This is a. I want to know if you think this is, you know, defensive pass interference is one on one on the left side goes against Jalen. Which, what do you think? No, I don't think so. Yeah, uh, me either. I think I it's close. I, but think I think it's, it's also no very call. good defense. Yeah, it's a, it's a good no call. If they yeah. threw it, I'd be like, all right, I get it. But like, it's good defense. Yeah. Actually, I had Jalen as one of my risers too. Not that he's like really a riser because he's he's been kind of consistent the past couple yeah. of years. But all through this preseason, like anytime a ball comes to him, like either it's a secured tackle, it's not a blown play, or it's a tip. Like I think, or you know, a swatted ball. So he's looked good all through preseason, and I'm hopefully that continues into the regular season. I agree, man. And we'll go ahead and one more play I want to play. This is what we talked about earlier. So Justin Fields, he's driving. You're almost in the red zone. You're, I think you're on the 20. So maybe it is the red zone. And this is his third drive against the Bills. I think this is, this is second down, second and 10. And, you know, it's a, it's a nice little screenplay to Foreman, which I thought Foreman had a, a pretty good game. I thought, you know, as, as yeah. far as receiving Great. goes, um, as far as even running, he yeah. needed this. Um, because he was a potential cut candidate, and and that you know that I think it's Tuesdays when they have to get down to what fifty two yeah. or fifty three. Fifty three, fifty three, yeah. uh, fifty three man roster, and you know I would still be shocked if he's cut just because they did sign him. You'd never kind of like you. I think you mentioned it on the last pod. You don't want to cut a guy you signed, you know, just over the offseason. It's just not good. But I thought he performed pretty well. But this right here is the hit that you know I think the Bears coaching staff was like ah. Uh, All right, yeah, we're, we're, get, get him, get him the hell out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you'll see here. Just takes it, which miss block too. Oh, luckily it was like right yeah. in the chest, like it was right in the padding, which is good. You know what I mean? Wait, so who, is, who is that? That right, right here, right guard. Is that Car? Is that Carter? I can't see the number. If it's if it's Jatari, it I might can't be Jatari. Sixty nine. Yep, Jatari Carter. Carter. Oh, but yeah, he missed yeah. on purpose. It's a screen. That's why. Yeah. So he was, he was supposed to let him free. It looks he's bad going at down first. Yeah, thank block. God. Because I'm like, damn. Yeah, he's letting him go like on him, purpose. You still like him to slow him down a little bit, though. A little bit, you know, yep. Because I think he misses him. Yeah, he gets a I think, swim, but luckily he's on the way. Yeah. On the way downfield. So, I mean, the screen, but screenplays, that's, you get big hits on screenplays all the time because they literally are like, let the guy through, buy enough time yep. for the quarterback and dump off. I think even the screenplay – uh, la- the first week where he got a touchdown, I think he kind of got you know hit. So yeah, it's it, it's it's a part of the play design. Dude. But they're probably like, yeah, let's get him out. How about that designated run? Did you see that RPO on second oh, I, down what, where they? I like it. And, yeah. and they made Fields run, and it's like, bro, what are we doing? Like he's he got hit by like three dudes. I'm like, nah, nah, this yeah. is preseason. I don't. know. Is that sir. the one where he was? Uh, I know which one you're talking about. Is that where he just kind of like laid down, gave yeah. himself up? God, well, I mean, that was scary, yeah. man. That was scary because it's like these guys are coming in quick. Like, thankfully, they stopped. You don't want to be the guy that just like takes a cheap shot on Justin Fields. But right. again, you you can see his toughness. We talk about it all the time. The, the dude is going to be. I think he's going to be fine. Uh, I just don't like seeing this. And and then of course, I think there was a beat writer. I'm not going to say his name, but he he was like, oh, that's interesting that they take him out. You know, he march all the way down the field, get to the red zone, and then they bring in Tyson uh, Bajan. And I'm just like. You didn't see the hit that he took 
the play before, which right. again, this yard, this play, which I don't have it here, ended up, I think, going for like a first down, like 10 yards. Yeah, I think it was on third down, actually. It was third, I think it was third and 10. It was a big third down. Or was it? I like these anyway, screen plays, it? man. Yeah. I like these screen I mean, plays a lot. Like, well, you know, I told you that. I told you that last week, uh, last pod though. You remember, I was like, what's the best way to help out a porous line is a screen. You know what I mean? They don't have to block that long. They get downfield, gives your quarterback enough time to just drop the ball off. It's easy. You don't get sacked. You know, you you may get hit here and there, but so I'm not surprised we're doing a lot of screens in preseason, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I exactly. It's just the bears have never been good at running the screen. Sometimes it's like you, you watch other offenses and they're just like, yep, it's easy. It's easy yards. They pick them up. It is it's just something the bears have never been good at. And it's like, okay, they are, there's an emphasis we've seen in training camp. We see it now they're executing at a pretty decent level. I mean, I don't have the numbers here, but they have two touchdowns that ended up being, you know, housed. So yeah, um, let's see here. I thought you were bringing up a question. No, I'm bringing up a comment here. It says, no, they are ready. Receivers need to get open against the starting defense. Well, I mean, what can you do? The Bills are a good team. Like, let's be, oh, this yeah. is a top five team. This is a top five team for the past three years, three, four years. Like, so, yes, we have receivers that need to get open, but we're also, it's not like we're just playing, you know, the guys off the back street. These are literally some really good players. Micah Hyde was back there. A lot of good players. So, I think, Tredav- well, maybe, I don't know if Tredavious started this week, but it's Tredavious White's a top five CB. So, like, it's not like the Bills defense is pushovers. It's these these guys are trying to get open. DJ Moore obviously got open. He's DJ Moore. But, like, even on that first drive where it was, um, let's see, how did that first drive go? It was a run, which got stuffed, an incomplete to commit. He, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he had to throw it low there. It was two defenders, and, you know, it just kind of bounced barely. And then the incompletion to DJ Moore, which is the backside. So, I mean, like, if that's his reads, like, that's the best open stuff he had. So, the defense just looked good out there. I mean, we have to face it. We're we're going to go against a lot of teams this year where the defense is better than the offense. I know we want our offense to be dynamic and great, but there's a lot of great defenses out there. Like, the Eagles. We go against the Eagles, we're probably not going to light it up. I know we did last year, but... San Francisco, things like that. There's there's a lot of good defenses out there. And we just, you know, sometimes the defense just plays better than the offense. So I'm not like I'm 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 trying to be like level set with it and not be like, oh my gosh, the wide receivers suck. Oh my gosh, the line sucks. I mean, it could be, but it's also that you're playing a really good opponent. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, the Bills are the the Bills are just very good. I mean, it, it's if we were playing in the regular season, I don't think we're getting blown out, but I think there's gonna be there's going to be an instance where it's like, okay, they're just, like you said, better. Like they better, might go yeah. up 14 and you're, it's going to see how are you going to respond? And that will determine if you're going to stay within the game. But I think the bears defense alone, I think they're going to be a lot better. I think they're going to keep them in games. They're going to give Justin opportunities to just go ahead and um, maybe take advantage of like a short field, um, a, a fumble, you know, maybe an interception like that. So I'm interested just to see, um, you know, how they do against some higher caliber teams in the season. Cause yeah. like last year, given what Justin had, he still kept this team in games. So yeah, not going to, not going to jump, you know, the gun here, you know, or overreact to, you know, a couple drives against the bills, you know, first team. And I don't even know how many starters played. I know Von Miller wasn't out there at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the the bills are going to be good. You know, we all know that like they are a super bowl team. Um, They're probably, you know, one of the five teams that can actually probably win it, you know, maybe uh, barring another team gets hot. Another play here, I want to switch to the defense because I have, you know, I want to go through just some of our risers and followers just throughout the entire preseason. 
Uh, I want to start with one, though, uh, and I'll start with Tyreek Stevenson. You, I think we both probably had this one. He was kind of up and down, so he can kind of, I don't know, like for me, he's a riser just because he's going to go through uh, those rookie growing pains. See, um, I had him the I had him the other way for today. Okay. Not like in general. I still feel high um, on him, but like today, he had two holding penalties. The third yeah. down to Diggs on the first drive. What happened was, I think Diggs ran like a, like a kind of like a crosser, a short crosser, uh, mm-hmm. and he got confused with the linebacker 53, I think, or something like that. I can't remember the exact number and Diggs got wide open, nobody on him. So that was, I think that was on him not shading coverage over correctly. Uh, I said the two penalties and he also blew another, Oh, the touchdown to the tight end uh, in the second quarter over top of him. That was his, that was his guy and he couldn't stop that play. So like I know the interception's great, and that's like the potential. That's like, oh, great instinct. We love that. That was a great play. But if you were to take that interception away, which obviously isn't fair, but if you were to take it away, there were more bad plays than good. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's okay. Again, that can be the case, and I'm not upset. We just went with this with Kyler Gordon, and look how we view Kyler Gordon now. So I can have him not necessarily as a riser, but like my whole overview of him isn't like, oh, this guy's garbage. My whole overview with a lot of these rookies are the rookies. There is so much that they have to look like. He still has not played a real snap against all starters in the NFL. You know what I mean? So take it as it is growing pains, like you said. So I just, I'm not going to put him as a right. Like I'm not seeing him like, oh, wow, that's like, He's going crazy. I'm seeing splash plays here and there, but there's still a couple of stuff where I'm like, hey, we gotta we gotta fix that up, which which will happen. So I'm not like concerned. Yeah. No, I, I think I think you're right. Um just Tyreek, he's he's been an interesting player because he's had some highs, he's had some lows. You what you pointed out is hundred percent correct, but it's like if you can take the ball away, if you can capitalize, which I talked about, you know, before our you know preview pod. I was like, I think he's going to, he, he laughed about it last week. I'm going to show you guys that I can catch the ball. And I said, you know what? I think he's going to prove that. That was something I was like a storyline that's coming out. He's like, he's going to show it. But in this play right here, this was the interception against, I think Gabe Davis here. Yep. I think it's just a great turns the ball, you know, right here. I mean, it's nothing crazy, but you just like that. He's able to produce, get a turnover, keep his feet in bounds. Um, all along the side, I love the reaction too. I th- just I love the energy he plays with. I think he is he's definitely has that corner like mentality where you know, um, similar to like Jalen Johnson, where he's like he he knows he's he's very good, you know, or that he can be. And you need yeah. that. You need that if you're gonna oh, be a top corner in this league. You have to do that. You have to have that mindset. Absolutely, so absolutely, because you're going against the wide receivers who all think that. So you have to yeah really Tyler have Gordon that right type there. of person out that personality. And no, and don't and don't get me wrong like this was a super impressive play turning around that quick having instinct to be like oh there's the ball right in front of me catch it and get a drag and a toe tap at the end to keep your feet in bounds like this is the stuff they probably saw on tape and were (laughs) like okay that's the those are the splash pay splash plays we need to get more of those so let's get consistent like let's they probably saw him and were like yeah we need to draft a player like this because we can coach for more of those to happen so like i'm more excited to see you know, we're talking about like, at least I'm talking about the negatives that happened today with him. And even last game, I'm excited to see how he looks week 10 this year. You know what I mean? Where we're starting to see less of those and he's coming to his own kind of like how Kyler Gordon was last year. So again, it's more of like, I'm not, I'm not overhyped on him. I think I'm just more like, I think he'll get there 
let's just give him some time. You know, that's how I feel. Yeah. No, I, I think that's all fair. I, I, I'm like I said, I think the rookies are going to make some plays. There's going to be some growing pains, of course, but at the end of the day, that that's what we're here for. I think I just want a fun season. Uh, I'm glad that pre, like I said, I'm just happy that the preseason is over. We don't have to worry about hopefully injuries. I, 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 you know, the overreactions just around the league, Again, it was fun, you know, against the Titans. It was great. Would have loved another, you know, type of, you know, another performance, especially because he got a lot more, you know, plays in uh, against the Bills defense, which was a real test. But now it's week one. Now it's you got to worry about the Packers, which we'll have a pregame pod uh, for that here in about a week or two, probably two weeks, just when it gets closer to the season. We have a great guest for that episode. But um, before we move on to kind of our, you know, go through a couple more risers, followers just throughout the preseason. If you are enjoying the content, uh, go ahead and uh, just like the video. It really does help the the channel grow, uh, gets the video out there more. Um, if you really want to help, go ahead and subscribe too. Uh, we would love for you to stay. It's going to be a fun season. I think Justin is oh, going yeah. to have a great year. I think the Bears offense is going to explode. Um, but again, risers and fallers, we kind of talked about a couple here. Ficky. Who give me one riser and give me another faller just from the entire preseason? Um, yeah, I think no one's gonna care about this riser, but I mean, he's he's when he's hey. been out there, I've been impressed, and that is our punter Trenton Gale. He's been booming oh, man. punts, man. Hasn't had all his punts have been great. You know what I mean? Like they have been yeah. fantastic. Uh, so you know, I know you don't want your punter out there. That's normally a bad sign because your offense did not do what it needs to. But it's nice to know that, hey, when we punt it, you know, I'm not worried about the flip of field position will help our defense to get our offense back out there. Because it is, a, I mean, football is a game of inches and field position is that important. Coaches preach it up all the time. So it is good to see that our punter can at least, you know, execute on that end. What about you? Yeah, so that was uh, that was your riser, right? So my other riser, which I'm a little disappointed to even bring him up because I was like, I thought Noah Sewell was having a very good game. Um, I thought he had a pretty good, he has, he's had a good camp. He's had a good preseason for the most part. And today I thought he was very, very good. Um, so I, I had him as my riser. Um, however, with the injury, I hope he's okay. I think he was, I think he was on the cart. I'm not hundred percent sure. I thought he was. Yeah. I and think so. so I'm hoping he's okay. I hope it's nothing serious. Uh, but I, I like Noah Sewell, but I'm going to go ahead and go with, um, Travis, uh, which we're going to get to in a minute. I'm going to see Travis Gibson. Because, I mean, he, he all he could do was rise. I mean, this man was buried at the end of the depth chart a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. The Bears yeah. kind of were like, hey, we don't value you, what you could bring to this team or something. Because I don't know why you put him there because he's not the worst pass rusher on this team. But they no, buried him. Surprising. The man responded. I, I cannot wait to look at his tape just from today. He had a strip, strip sack, which was his second in the preseason. preseason. He already had 14 or I think 15 pressures heading into this game. I guarantee you probably add another four or five. And he's a riser. Uh, I don't think you should trade him. If you haven't heard, there was a report, which I don't even know if it's confirmed, but it was from a pretty no, good source. From, yeah, it was from Jeremy yeah. from ESPN. That's it's a like, pretty good source. The, but uh, at the same time... Oh, go ahead. Read, if you don't mind me reading, uh, for people that don't know, I'm going to read it. So from yeah. Jeremy uh, Fowler, he said, defensive end Travis Gibson has received permission from the Bears to seek a trade, per sources. Mm-hmm. Gibson had seven sacks in 2021 and could be looking to get back to a 3-4 scheme. So obviously his best years were in a 3-4, right? That was when he had yeah. seven. So, I mean, it sounds like there's some truth to that. So I had him as a faller, not because of his play, but because yeah. the report comes out mid-game and – for those out there being like, 
why would he request a trade mid-game? The man did not request a trade mid-game. The man right. requested a trade probably days ago, hours ago, like way before the game, and it's just gotten out, right? Because obviously this is all calculated when it comes to agents and how they release and the sources and things like that. So I, I, normally when something like this comes out, they get traded. So I might hold off on watching tape on Travis yeah. Gibson. It'll be interesting to see. But yeah, he if it wasn't for this trade request, he's making the team easily. He's yeah. easily the second defensive end, and hit, along with him and Terrell Smith, who also had a, a great preseason. So you can go ahead and show the strip sack, though. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm going to go and play here. But it's it's you can't send a guy who is performing the way he has again today against the Bills' offensive line. That's not. I mean, I don't know if all. I don't know who's in there right now. Probably not all the starters. Yeah. But at the same time, the dude is making plays every single game. He's responding to being put, you know, in the back of the depth chart and. I mean, this play right here, I mean, it just shows we've seen it. I think his rookie year or in 2021 where he had seven yeah. sacks. You, this is this is what we saw. This was the Travis Gibson that we need, and this is the one that we have. There's no way you want to trade him. And again, I don't even know how much you can get back for Travis he didn't Gibson. Have a great, he didn't have a great year last year, right? So his value. His yeah, so it's, yeah. it's not if it was like he had seven last year. Then I'd yeah. be like, okay, a little bit more value. But it's like he's trying to get out of the scheme, kind of like with Roquan. Uh, Sam had a, uh, a funny qu uh, statement here. He said, got to find out why he wants to be traded. And that just reminds me of uh, of uh, the why with Matt Nagy. But I really okay. think it is scheme. And and obviously, like, you can't tell me as a second year you come in, right? Or third year, I would say. And you're last on the depth chart. That man was mm -hmm. probably pissed. Like, I would be too. There's no way he felt good about that. And also, let's think about it. If he was that low, there's also something where I'm like, is he loafing? Is he like, is he not going hard in practice? There's because your skill set doesn't put you that low on the depth chart, right? So there's a lot that goes into it. And then maybe there's some mental gymnastics that are happening and whatnot. But yeah, it, it doesn't look good for at least a Bears fan if you'd like him on your team. Yeah. And then th another thing here is, I mean, this is from Nicholas Moriano, CHGO. Um, and this is him, I think, after the strip sack, handing the ball to a fan with his jersey. And I'm like, from his reactions after the sack, the way he was playing, the energy with his teammates, and then you have this right here going to a Bears fan. Now he is wearing his jersey. But at the same time, it just doesn't seem like a guy who is unhappy or is like, hey, get me out of here. Because Roquan, similar, kind of you know, requested a trade in a very weird manner. Uh, I think it was like an, an iPhone note, no. if I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's see. like – but. But it's just shocking at a player of you know his caliber, and it's not like this team has so much depth at the edge rusher position, you know. So, no. why? Yeah. That's a good question, and I, I think we're going to probably find out more. Um, you know, hopefully we have to. And for me, it's like you don't trade him not right now because you need someone who is of his caliber, which he's not a star, but he's serviceable, and you need that because it's not like you can give that away. And if you get a seventh round pick, how's that going to help you this year? You know, yes, yeah, so you get, can't do it. You can't do a seven. You would have to man, pair it for I, Chris Jones. What, 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 where'd we draft him? What was his draft? I can't remember. You know how high he was? Uh, I think he's a fifth rounder, right? Fifth, fifth or yeah. Rounder? So I was gonna say fourth or five, but you're gonna get that in return. You may get, I think you get lucky, you get a fifth. I think you might get a sixth for him. Yeah, I just don't. Uh, if he wants out, he wants out though. We can't control that. You know what I mean? Like, if he's really requesting a trade and the Bears are like, go ahead. 
Uh, David Trevor's yeah. giving up, giving it up for a six. I mean, honestly, that's probably what he'll go for. He was drafted for a fifth, so they'll probably trade for a six. That's just like, ah, uh, that kind of sucks. You don't get that much value back. So, not that he's, yeah. you know, like you said, he's not this star, amazing player, but you'd want more. He was, obviously. he was drafted in the fifth round, 155th overall in the 2020 draft. Uh, first production, I think he's done pretty well for a fifth rounder, and I think he's going to oh, yeah. have another good year. I mean, he's like you said, money is a motivating. It, it's a, it's huge. And he is in a contract yeah, is, year. Is. Obviously, he's struggling with the Bears. He, he you know, the trade request is not good. There has to be some way where they can be like, hey, we're not going to get much for you. We want you to, you know, we think you can help this team this year. You responded, you know, we, you know, we want you on the roster. You're not going to get cut. Let's go make, let's go see if we can get you a paycheck, you know. And Gibson, he's a, he's a baller sometimes, you know, he plays very well. But when it comes to, higher quality opponents, that's where he kind of struggles. And again, this is just the preseason, so you have to take it. You have to step back. You know, it's not the end-all, be-all. But at the same time, that production over three games is impressive. And 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 I, there's yeah, no one on this roster that can, you know, besides maybe, you know, Yannick and Gakwe, obviously. But other than that, it's like, man, it's a toss-up. Yeah, that's why I'm <sighs> – it's again, that's why it's so hard. And again, we don't have like the tape. That's what the issue is, right? We're not coaches, which is fine, right? Yeah. But they're going to go through and go, oh, you're going against this person. Let's see how you did against those reps. You're going against this person to see how you did the. I don't know the Bills offense enough, which, you know, that's that's fine. That's expected. But I don't know the quality of opponent that he's going one on ones against, right? So, you know, maybe they're like, hey, you do like where you're at skill wise, you do better than people below you. But like when you, play people better than you you don't really perform so maybe yeah. that's what it is and maybe there is a lot that deals with scheme i don't know scheme like that as much like i know how it affects a dn because you have less people on the line obviously more mm -hmm. hand with three four you can stand up a lot you know you can have that outside edge that stands up because you have the three hands in the dirt but you know that outside linebacker dn position which maybe fits his role more i don't know it's just interesting to see it is funny though that it comes out i don't i I don't know the tactic, the reasoning behind that. I know that's more the agent doing that, but it is funny. And you had a tweet about it, how, you know, Jim Miller and Adam Amin didn't talk about it. I don't even think they knew, yeah. to be honest. Like that stuff, they're, they're so focused in the game, but it, it is kind of funny that it comes up literally when Poles is like talking, you know what I mean? Like breaking news. <laughs> hey, Poles, how do you, because I think they even asked him about Travis Gibson. I think Jim Miller did. And he was talking about it. It's just funny in my head. I'm like, yeah, but you know, he wants the fuck out. You know what I mean? I know. I think, <laughs> you know, like, no, I think you're 100% right. I don't know if they were like, hey, you can't talk about it. But the way it was brought up and – or also, also well, the way it wasn't, I, it kind of begs – I don't think so. And they're focused. They're not on Twitter. They're not right. during not. the game. Yeah, I mean, they are calling, you know, announcing an NFL game. So they are not able to do that. But you you think somebody can be like, hey, you know, by the way – I think, you know, you I have think to. they probably they probably knew or like had, you know, someone's like, hey, no, there's there's tweets out here about it. But, I, you know, they have to be careful, too, as like announcers. They don't want to jump the gun in essence. Right. Yeah. Because they, they, they want to make sure stuff's vetted before they like say a big statement. You know what I mean? Could you imagine mm -hmm. your announcer that says, oh, my gosh, X, Y and Z wants to do this. And then it comes out and it's like, no, we never did. So I think they may have known, but it's like. Were they confident? I don't know. There's a lot that goes into it, and I'm sure some politics too. Also, you're not going to bring that up when you're talking to the GM either. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, like it's true. <laughs> oh, that's a hard question, and they're they're supposed to have like a good fun relationship on the call. They're not in there like, you know, giving them tough questions and whatnot. So, uh, here's a good question though by Sam: What do you guys think of the play calling today for the starters? 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's less of, yeah, it's, yeah, it's less of like, I was worried about the play calling is more like execution. Does that make sense? Cause I mean, it wasn't like the yeah. plays were bad. It's just like nobody was open or the run got stuffed at the line. So it wasn't yeah. like, Oh my God, why there wasn't a play where I'm like, Oh, why'd you do that? Like it wasn't like third and one and we we're in shotgun instead of running the ball. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's they weren't helping like, themselves out either. There was a, I think it was a second drive. There was a second and 10 fields. You know, he's looking, he looks to his left, comes back to his check down to Herbert throws a decent, a very good, just a ball, just throws it down it. to him, checks it down, and he goes right through his hands, you know, and it's like that right there is the difference between make it, you know, it's you got to make it easy on yourselves, and that wasn't happening in those, at least during those first two drives, and that right there, now you're in third and 10, third and long, Bill's able to just oh. kind of rush, you know, come all at you um, at the, um, you know, on third down, it's like, if he catches that, sure, he gets three, four yards, but okay, it's second, second and six. And, yeah, third will take a little bit different. Better. Yeah, then or third, third and six. six. It's just the playbook yeah. is different. But again, I, I'm not gonna. I can't criticize the play calling. It's like they don't want to give everything. You know, no, like, they, they don't. don't. It's, it's so pre-season. vanilla. They yeah. they go. Okay, look. Here's the 30 plays we're gonna do today, or whatever. I just made the number, but here's the plays <laughs> we're gonna practice out there. Go out there and execute. Like that's yeah. it. And again, it's not even a full like. You don't even get the full picture because as yeah. you just mentioned, it seemed like we had half of our team not playing so it's hard to it's hard to even evaluate when you don't even have the full squad out there at least your you know your stars and whatnot so like how can you evaluate how can you evaluate the play calling of the defense when seven of the 11 starters are not playing you know what i mean that's more than half of your defense so yeah it is what it is but that's what preseason's for it's about these guys who are you know are trying to get those final op you know those final roster spots giving them an opportunity to not only put on tape, you know, their best performances for us, but also for the rest of the league, because not only are we looking at the waiver wire, so is everybody else. Right. Just like we talked about Tyson, right. If Tyson uh, hits the practice squad, I'm sure there's another team out there that was, Hey, we looked at your tape in Chicago. Very good. You know what I mean? And speaking, and since we're talking about, I think it's a good transition. How do you feel about him? I will say this. this is my one thing. I'm not even upset about the pick. I'm upset about Carson dropping that touchdown. It was literally back to back. That's how crazy the NFL is. It would, it would have been such, such a fun sequence, too. You get oh that strip like, sack. Strip sack, touchdown, literally the next play. Like so fun. But instead it goes strip yeah. sack, drop, drop catch, pick. It's like, oh, that's Tyson that's is interesting. Tyson is interesting. I, I love his the way that he kind of handles himself in the pocket. I think it's a way above, you know. Uh, you know, he's division two. He's just playing way above his like pedigree, I guess. And which is yeah. testament. He's in the league. I mean, he, he was an undrafted, you know, future, but a lot of people are like, Hey, he probably should have been drafted maybe late round. But for me, you're right. It, the ball was, I mean, it still hit him. It was, a, it was a good ball. You would like, he was so wide open. You probably could have just made it yeah, a little Komet. bit easier. You yeah. Know, a little bit. <laughs> a this little isn't bit. Cole Komet. This is, you know, this is a, uh, you know, a pra- guy practice squad spot. guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you don't expect you can't be like okay make that play for me but again you would like to it hits you both hands and then when he when he makes that diving play and hits the ground that's when the ball comes out it's just a tough difficult catch but man that would have been electric just to have i mean tyson would that would have solidified i think quarterback qb2 right there like 100 percent. and so for me i think he did enough to make it hard on the bears to kind of make that decision because you can't put him to the practice squad he's gone Easy. Yeah, I think he's gone. I think he's you know, but you also 
I mean, PJ Walker, he came in, which I thought it was interesting. I thought it was very fair to give Tyson the chance to come in, you know, and get those first reps with the, you know, second, you know, second string. And I think he performed very well. I mean, he was methodical. He kind of, you know, I think he got sacked a couple, uh, one or two times. There was, you know, it wasn't pretty as it was the first two games. But for me, I think he still did enough to be like, okay, now we have to make a decision. Are we going to stick with the vet who has chemistry with DJ Moore, who has, you know, that veteran experience, that experience to back up? He's four and three as a starter in this league. That's that's not bad. That's that's not not bad. bad. And so for me, it's like, I don't think you can cut him. However, if you keep three quarterbacks, you know, on that fifty, uh, on the fifty-three roster or 30, fifty-three man roster, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that would be, I wouldn't be upset with it. You know, especially with injuries and how this league is, and then that quarterback rule, it makes it even easier. You know, this year yep. to keep three quarterbacks. So for me, I don't think he's QB two. I really, don't. I know it's maybe an unpopular decision. I think you stick with PJ Walker just over the experience, and I think he, you know, to say he deserves I mean, yeah, it, probably makes, not. You I know, think just he made the squad. Oh, I think yeah. he, he for sure. And you know what? Oh, Tyson, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? He's pretty evasive, too. Like, I know he didn't get away yeah. from all the sacks, but, like, that guy was moving. And I was like, okay. He's and, again, sneaky. this is an un, un, undrafted free agent, you know, basically undrafted free agent rookie, right? So, like, there's growing pains and things like that. But I talked about it yesterday. I would love for him not only just to be on the team, but this could be someone we could develop that could eventually become your CB2 for a good amount of time. You know what I mean? That's I think that's more important. So then we don't you go into the offseason, you don't have to worry about it. Right. Feel um, uh, polls talks about, you know, he wants to build through the draft. Well, building through the UDFA is the same thing. Get that homegrown yeah. talent in there, work with them and develop them. Same thing with Cowboys, are you know, taking a bet on with Lance. It doesn't cost you much. And it's also going to be cheaper, you know, if they do become good enough to be your CB2 or CB2, yeah. sorry, your QB2. So, <laughs> I, you know, he was he was fun to watch. Will we see him again this year? Hopefully not. Like, because that means more horrible shit happens. So, yeah. but it, I will say, I think he's done enough, like you said, to make it hard. But I think he's made it easy enough for him to make the team, if that makes sense. Like, it's a hard decision for them. But for me, I feel like it's easy enough. It's an easy decision because he's shown so, yeah. so many good things, so much good potential from the reps that he's had in the preseason. So, again, I'm not a GM or a coach. I don't watch tape, so I have no idea. But at least from like a results standpoint of like, oh, that ball looks nice. Oh, wow, those are some first downs. Oh, your running ability is actually pretty decent. I think he did a good enough job. So we'll have to wait and see. Once uh, what cuts are the are Tuesday? Tuesday. Yep, Tuesday. Yeah, so I'll tell you what. If he gets cut or if he gets put to the practical, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be upset or rioting or something like that because there is. And I'm a big fan. I I think he's good. It's just like there is a veteran experience that I, I I just. I think it's a little bit safer when it comes to backing up Justin Fields, you know, and I think PJ Walker, I think he did enough today. You know, it wasn't perfect, but again, he has a good arm, you know, just not, it was a bad preseason and apparently not a great training camp either. So he hasn't helped himself, but just based on experience, you probably want to lean that way. But again, I think they both should make the roster. I think they both will. Yeah, However, it's, it's, it's going to be it's going to be interesting every year, though, the Bears fans, we have like one player where we fall in love with, like who's on like the yeah. roster bubble and every yeah. year, at least in the past couple of years, they end up getting cut. So it's hopefully this stops the streak because I think everyone is like obviously really excited about Tyson. So hopefully he uh, makes the squad. Good luck to yeah. him. So another we'll, we'll finish up here. Um, one last uh, faller um, for me. 
which I kind of want to talk about it was um, it's not even a follower, but it, Brad Biggs, he reported about an hour ago that Tevin Jenks was seen in a walking boot, right foot, oh. right ankle, mm-hmm. leaving the Bears locker room. It's the first time he's been spotted since post-practice in Indianapolis. For me, I hate to put him in the faller um, just because of injuries. It's not, it's not something he can help. But for me, it's like his stock was just going because it's like, okay, he's staying healthy. He's looking good. Training camp was – he had a very good – he was looking good. You know, even in his first preseason game against the Titans, I thought he was – right, he played, right? Yeah, I'm almost positive. Yeah. Um, and it, it wasn't a lot, but it was like, okay, we have something. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be a great guard. And then all of a sudden, you know, news breaks, which is like a couple games before um, the Colts, that he's not – that he's injured, you know, that he's out six weeks and now he's in a walking boot. And for me, it's just like – what is his future with this team? You know, like it, availability it, is the best ability, you know, and it, it is, just it is. It's, it's frustrating. And it's, but when he does, he, he does the offensive line. Yeah. But when he does, he plays so well. Yep. So that's why it's tough. Like, I mean, not, it's not like this dude, you know, I'm not saying like, Oh, this is all pro Ke- Tevin Jenkins, but last yeah. year he played when they moved him to guard, he played like really good according to PFF. Again, you can take it how you want it, but like it yeah. gives, I think, a good high level. The man was a top five guard, right? So, yeah. I, you know, let's put it this way the, the bad, the bad part is the man's injured again. The good part is the man's injured the beginning of the season. He's only like he might miss one week. Yeah. You know, of course, it's the Packers one or two weeks, right? Hopefully, that's it. If he, if he ends up playing the rest of the season and looks great, no one cares. No one cares if you get me out of eight, uh, what 18 weeks, so 17 games you play as an offensive lineman, you can give me 15. Honestly, if you can give me like 14, 13 to 14, but you yeah. play well, that's good enough because you guys are getting you're basically punching back. So, <laughs> so I can't expect you to make it through the whole season. Like, it's it's so hard. So, yeah, that sucks. Hopefully, he's back sooner or later. If it's four weeks, like, I, I'm feeling good, you know, I have to ramp him up and whatnot, but. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, no, I mean it is what it is um with Tevin Jenkins. I it isn't great. Again, it's not you know, it's not the end of the the season. He's not out, but it's like missing time and getting these guys, you know, more reps together just the the starting five is just I thought it's important, you know, especially for just the the offense in general, but Justin Fields. Again, uh Fallers, Ficky, who's your last one, man? Yeah, so <laughs> this my last I I kind of I kind of had three and they were grouped together, but really it was okay. the first team offense, right? It, they just didn't. Yeah. You can't you can't come out and give me three three and outs. It's just not good. Yeah, we don't have to go into depth in it. It's just like hey, you got an execute, two, right? two, like, two three and outs. We can't take. Oh, we, no, no, no. Right? They had two three and outs. Then they marched down the field. And we oh, got no, field, you're right? right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, still, still you like a touchdown, but Fields didn't get to finish it, which. Bittersweet, but we know why. Took a huge yeah. hit. And it's like, okay, enough of that. No more scares. And but yeah, again, it wasn't good. Uh, yeah, it was not outs. great. Could have been. Could have been a better start. And then um, my one of my followers was uh, the front seven. But now that I know, like they were pulled early, so it's kind of whatever. But yeah, I will get more detailed within that front seven, even with like you know the the secondary, not secondary, the uh, the non-starters. I didn't yeah. really see much of like Pickens, Dexter, like that interior. It seems like they're the holes there, and maybe it's less them. Maybe they were again. I don't have the all twenty-two. Maybe they were filling right. in the holes, and the linebackers weren't attacking but 
it seemed like once that front seven got out, the starters, it seemed like they could run up the middle pretty consistently on that second string, right? Like, yeah. I'm not even talking about like Josh Allen doing anything particular. It was just like they'd feed it uh, to uh, Cook, James Cook, uh, Dalvin's little brother, and that man would just get first down after first down after first. We couldn't stop him. That's like what most of their drive was. It wasn't really big passes. It was short passes and a lot of running. So you would like to see more from that interior again. I know it's preseason. The starters aren't in. But, you know, if I have to have a faller, I, they didn't. They didn't do anything to keep me impressed, I should say, until like later, really with like Gibson and Terrell Smith. Like other than them, because they made some plays, like I don't really see much from the inside where I was like, oh, you guys are doing their job. But again, I don't know. I, I You can't. It's hard to tell like live, like if they're getting double teamed and if the linebackers are filling the hole, it's, it's really hard unless you get a replay. So maybe it isn't on them. But I think just the defense as a whole was kind of disappointing, like that whole first quarter, in my opinion. Yeah. It's so weird. I'm just glad preseason's over. I think uh, I think probably a lot of fans are. We, it's finally it was fun. It's like when you first get to training camp, you know, the first week of training camp or the first couple practices, you're like, oh, you know, it's back. You get all these updates. It's feeling good. The vibes are high. Same thing with preseason. First game, I mean, we were high. You know, those two screen passes. You know, and it it was awesome. But it's like you get to the third one, you're like, okay, can we stop this? You know, like yeah, no more yeah. injuries. Let's just get to week one. And we're almost there, man. We're almost there. Um, yeah. Again, if you like, if you like the pod, or if you're just now tuning in and you want to, you know, help the channel grow, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Go ahead and hit the like button on this video. We'll have a, another. We'll probably have another pod next week sometime, just kind of go over the roster cuts um, and yeah. kind of talk about that and everything. But uh, again, week one's almost here. I'm excited. Vicky, anything else you want to say before we go, man? You know, like I said, I'm so glad I put it in my tweet when I was talking about the rise and fallers. I was like, thank yeah. God this is the last preseason game because it's like yeah. I want I want the like give me the good stuff now. You know what I mean? I, you teased me. That was fun. That's cool. But yeah. like I'm over it. It's just not hitting like how it used to. So, you know, I'm you know, it, it was good to see the stars out there. But let's get to the real stuff where it really matters. You know what I mean? I and it, yep. and it's important because I want to see who actually makes the squad. Like I'm excited for next week's video, so make sure you guys stay stay tuned because I want to see like if there's some surprise cuts. If Travis Gibson's still on the team, you know, is there someone who made the team that we didn't expect would? So it should be good though. So definitely stay yep. tuned for that. Hit the notification bell if you haven't. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually I'm really excited about. It. I'm it's intriguing to see kind of who they keep, and I mean, I ha we have an idea. We all have our guesses, but it's gonna be fun yeah. to kind of just kind of dive deep. And really prepare because then we'll know exactly who's playing uh, against the Packers. And, of course, there might be a couple trades or something like that. But at the end of the day, you know, football's almost here, week one. And uh, I just can't wait, man. So, again, if you like the content, go ahead and hit the like button on the video. Subscribe. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Peace.